I'll show you politics in America. Here it is, right here. I think the puppet on the right shares my beliefs. I think the puppet on the left is more to my liking. Hey, wait a minute. There's one guy holding up both puppets. Shut up. Go back to bed, America. Your government is in control. Read my lips. Just send your cash. There has never been so many lies, so much deception. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. (laughs) Please clap. It's time for the Mike Madison Show, a new breed of conservative talk. Now, here's your host, Mike Madison. Showtime! All right, good morning. Welcome to the Mike Madison Show here at 103.9 WYAB. Thanks for joining me today. I am broadcasting once again from sunny South California, Southern California. I'm not in the L.A. area. i got to tell you, I am digging the weather. You spend enough time in the Southeast just to get out to somewhere where you're, you're looking at... I think today when I got out, uh, got out in it around 7 o'clock this morning, it was 62 degrees. A little, little nippy in the air. Had a fleece on. I got to tell you, there's something about that I can appreciate these days. I would imagine many of you could as well. Gets a little warm. I'm in the high desert of California, so it's not quite as cool as it is in the L.A. area, but I am glad I'm not in the L.A. area. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'm enjoying California. It's beautiful, and the weather's fantastic right now. But I ran across this story this morning, and it's California, so it's got to be true. This was posted, uh, Ian Miles Chong, he's, uh, he's been kind of battling the Antifa left, runs an interesting Twitter account kind of along those lines. He posted this today, and I do not doubt it for a minute, although I have not seen this on the news. Supposedly this is reported by Fox 26 News. This is California. California is passing Bill 553 which makes it illegal to confront or fight back against looters, burglars, or shoplifters. You'll be fined $18,000 if you intervene. It puts every employee at the mercy of criminals. The story, actually, that was from Ian Miles Chong. The story from Fox 26 News is, quote, enough is enough, unquote, California business owners, lawmakers held rally against dangerous theft policies. And I'll tell you right now, I'm looking at this picture of the business owners. They are white and black and Indian. There's several turbans in there. I'm sure they're not happy about this. We've seen several videos recently of some burglars getting a butt whooping uh, that have gone viral on social media, but... I'll tell you what, I'll just say it again. I'll probably say it every time I come on the air while I'm in California. Such a beautiful state. So much promise. It's really got a little sliver of paradise on planet Earth. And boy, the ruiners. The government here is trying desperately to just completely destroy the state. Really a shame. Quote of the day today. I want you to check this out. This is from uh, John Ehrlichman. I believe he, he might have been, was he one of the plumbers in the Nixon uh, administration? The guys that actually went to jail uh, for uh, going into the DNC? You remember Watergate, right? 
something that is, it's almost a laughable misdemeanor in today's day of political corruption. Back in the day, apparently it was a big deal. I'm not sure if Ehrlichman was one of the henchmen that was jailed for the plumbers thing, but he was one of Nixon's henchmen. But I want you to listen to this. I have an unblemished record on the Mike Madison show of railing against the drug war. I know this is not popular with a lot of mainstream conservatives who believe in law and order, and you believe the government's just trying to protect you and protect your children. doesn't really matter to most people that they have built an entire police state and industry around the prohibition of drugs, which has not worked and actually made the problem worse. People just cannot wrap their minds around the level of freedom that I talk about on this show, which is even the freedom to do any stupid thing you want to with your own body. But I want you to listen to this. As I've explained before, that the drug war was actually United Nations policy. That's how it came to the United States. It wasn't an American uh, policy of government officials and politicians that just loved you and your children and wanted the best for you and wanted to make sure that you didn't go off track with your life so that you could be productive and lead a prosperous and happy life. No, it was a UN policy that started the drug war, not only here in the United States, but around the world. And the first true real drug warriors uh, were back in the early 1900s, but it was in 1970, was it 71, 72, when Nixon announced really the hardcore, the last 50 years of really hardcore drug war that we've had here. He made drugs enemy number one. Reagan also famously went after the drug dealing, even though people in his own administration were running crack cocaine into inner city neighborhoods. Pay no attention to that. But bottom line, the drug war has been a monumental failure. But I want you to listen to this from John Ehrlichman in the Nixon administration. Quote, You want to know what this is really all about, he asked, with the bluntness of a man who, after public disgrace and a stretch in federal prison, had little left to protect. Quote, this is John Ehrlichman from the Nixon administration, the Republican Nixon administration. John Ehrlichman said this, quote, The Nixon campaign in 1968 and the Nixon White House after that had two enemies, the anti-war left and black people. You understand what I'm saying? You knew we couldn't make it illegal to be either against the war or black, but by getting the public to associate the hippies with marijuana and blacks with heroin and then criminalizing both heavily, we could disrupt those communities. We could arrest their leaders, raid their homes, break up their meetings, and vilify them right, uh, vilify them night after night on the evening news. Didn't he know, did we know we were lying about the drugs? Of course we did. There's your drug war. So if the last 50 years, 100 years of abject failure of the drug war is not enough to convince you, if the fact that it was a UN plan in the first place is not enough to convince you, if you still are not of the right mindset that you understand that freedom is actually about being free to do what you want to, even dumb stuff like doing drugs, if those things don't get to you, does it matter at all that they used it for politics? Now, maybe you don't like the hippies. Maybe you don't like the anti-war people. Maybe you don't like the civil rights movement. Trust me. You know, I've talked about this before. Donald Trump 
Donald Trump, one of his new things on the campaign trail is that he wants to do death penalty for drug dealers. Have you heard this? I've played clips. I don't have them ready here. I didn't know I was going to go here with this. He said he spoke to his good friend, Kim Jong, uh, no, not Kim Jong, uh, Xi, Chairman Xi, the leader of the communist nation of China. And Trump really liked what he did with drug dealers. He just put them to death that night. The cops arrest a drug dealer. That night they're put to death. No due process, no nothing like that. And I bet you that Trump's crowds cheer for that. But can you think for a second uh, if this became law? If the government, if you are one of the freedom fighters, one of the kind of dissidents that many of us are today, you don't think they might, uh, I don't know, plant enough drugs on you to make it look like you're a dealer, and then we could dispatch with you by the end of the day. See, this is what the drug war is and always has been. It's a political movement uh, to restrain freedom for the American people. I tell you what, I'm going to take a break. Then I'm, I don't know how I can't not start with this stuff today. And yes, it's about COVID. There's just a lineup of stories. Eh, it may only take me one segment to get through this. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to roll this back out. They're trying. Uh, look, I'm in California, and I am just like my head is on a swivel, waiting for a mask mandate. I stay in a hotel when I'm out here. I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for some note to be slipped under my door in the dead of night telling me that from now on I need to mask up when I'm at the hotel. I don't know what I'm going to do when that happens. But it's I you know I'm I'm in like the outside of New York City and maybe Michigan. I'm out at the the, the area that may roll this stuff out first. So we know they're trying to roll out new COVID protocols on us. So let's take a look at their record so far before we decide whether or not we're going to follow their next harebrained ideas. We'll do that when we come back. Stick around. I was born a shotgun in my hands Behind the gun I'll make my final stand Yeah And that's why they call me I really do wonder if there's a single person listening to this show, or really even WYAB in general, that is still out there thinking, well, yeah, I took the shot. It was what we needed to do then. Maybe it wasn't as effective as they thought it was going to be, but no harm, no foul. Is there a single listener to my show or WYAB that still believes that at this point? Now, I know people who don't listen to this station, don't listen to my show, don't listen to alternative media. There are certainly possibly hundreds of millions of Americans. I think we forget this. There's just a lot of people that just think what happened happened. It just was a thing. It was fine. If they ask me to do it again, I'll do it again. There are a lot of people like that out there. Probably not listening to this show. But I have not spent a lot of time. I've compiled pages of notes about the shots and just all kinds of clips. And to be honest with you, I haven't wanted to cover it, but sometimes news comes out that I say, I've got to get it at least out on the air. Maybe there is that person, and that person has children, and I just do this for the children. (laughs) That's the only reason I even do this show. It's for the children. Maybe it will change your mind to hear out out of the mouth of the CDC what they just said. It's really pretty amazing. But before I get to that, 
Here's one guy, uh, Bobby Coder, C-O-D-E-R. He had done a social media post uh, along these lines. He said, I took the vaccine. I took the booster. Four months later, I came down with COVID-19. Since then, I have had 34 blood clots, 26 removed, and the rest being dissolved by Eliquis Blood Thinner, which is $850 a month if you don't have really good insurance. A total of $467,000 in medical costs so far. Someone got rich off this BS, all caps, never again. So there's Bobby Coder. He was one of those that, I guess for at least a little while, up to at least a booster, he said, well, it's just something we needed to do. They say it'll be fine. If it was dangerous, they certainly would have told me. 34 blood clots, $467,000 in medical costs since then. We, we thought it was a big boon to the medical industry when they were getting $39,000 per COVID uh, diagnosis. <laughs> that wasn't nothing. That was, just the, uh, that was just the signing bonus. The real money comes in the after treatments. But here is the most amazing thing. Now, this is from the redacted. I could read this straight from the CDC website. That would be fun, too. But just to give you some variance in voices on this show, uh, I thought I would play this clip about what the CDC is saying about the new strain. And I, ca I can't memorize it. I can't. I can remember my home phone number. I can remember my girlfriend in high school's home phone number. But I, I can't keep up with all of these variants. This is something along a BA, which I refer to as the the BA 2.869er, something along those lines. I don't know. They've got a new variant out there. Here's what the CDC has to say about it. New vaccine. And in fact, in just the last few hours, Corinne Jean-Pierre says we are going to be pushing a new vaccine starting in September. Um, I didn't have time to get that sound bait, but... Great. So let's House, yeah. look at what we've got to deal with. Now, the CDC says that this new variant is more likely to infect you if you got the vaccine previously. Wait, repeat that. <laughs> wait, wait, what a second. Wait, what, what, what was that? I mean, <laughs> oh, there's a new strain. The, 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 the 2869er is out there now. And the CDC is actually, they, they are saying it. It's not kooky right-wing media saying this. It's not alternative. It's not conspiracy theorists. It is the CDC saying, oh, by the way, by the way, if you got the shots and the boosters, you're, you're going to be more likely to get this newest variant. That. Uh, I'm going to show it to you. This means that if you've been vaccinated for COVID, you are more prone to be infected by the new strain of COVID. This is effing crazy you guys it's the craziest thing it is on the cdc's website and i'm going to show it to you so now of course this is what we've been talking about since the day they roll these things out and the uh scientists out there were saying hey this is a bad idea inoculating into a pandemic targeting this it is going to destroy your immune system and everyone went pshaw they wouldn't give it to us if it's going to destroy our immune systems. Now, I don't have time today to get into the, the spike in cancers and other autoimmune diseases that are going on right now. 
This is basically the CDC saying, yeah, we really jacked up your immune system. It's not good for much anymore. So this little variant that's you know, not real not real contagious. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it is. But you can rest assured, if you got the shot, oh, you're getting this variant. Medicines are approved. Um, so about that new variant, here it is. It's called the BA.2.86. Uh, this is close. the recent CDC warning about it. Now, I highlighted this at the bottom. Let's just zoom right into that, right? BA.2.86 may be more capable of causing infection in people who have previously had COVID or who have received COVID-19 vaccines. What? People who have had the vaccine are more susceptible to BA.2.A6. Now, I believe that the CDC throws in, or if you already had COVID. Now, that goes against basically everything we know, right? That when you get a disease and your body fights it off, that you develop antibodies against it. That goes against everything that we've been told. Now we're told, of course, this is different. What I believe this is, is that this means because everybody who's gotten the shots has also gotten COVID multiple times, I believe, isn't our own first lady doctor, Dr. Jill Biden, isn't she right now COVID positive with all of her endless shots and boosters? I think this is the CDC trying to throw in previous COVID infection because then all the people who got the shot and got COVID repeatedly can say, well, it's not the shot, it's because I had COVID. They won't connect the dots and go, but it is strange that I got COVID after I got all these shots. So the CDC has come out and said, if you had the, if you had the COVID shot, you're more likely uh, to get the new variant. I want you to listen to this too, how, how deep and dark the programming on this stuff is. This was another message someone had put out on social media. I've got this weeks ago. It just made me laugh. Somebody posted this. Their name is blacked out. Says, had my flu shot, still got sick. Turned into other infections, which I'm still battling, but I'm glad I got it. It could have been so much, no, excuse me. I could have been so much worse off. I'm on week four of being sick, <laughs> but feeling grateful and lucky to be alive. This is for the flu. Got the flu shot led to more infections after the flu that they got anyway. Weeks, four weeks of being sick. But they're grateful and they're lucky, lucky to be alive. Holy cow. Now, I guess I'm going to kind of finish this with, look, they're trying to roll this out on us again. It's just, you can just feel it coming. Oh, where am I going to go after this segment? Or am I going to go to tomorrow? Because somebody else has come out and said, do not comply. And boy, I, I definitely want to play that clip. Anyway, let's look over, over the oceans. This is Christine Anderson. Now, I have to ask myself why we don't have anybody in Congress that can speak like this. I think there's only about three people that I might actually pee on if they were on fire in our entire Congress and White House of 537 corrupt guys and gals. But I really wish we had somebody with the fire of this Christine Anderson at the EU. She just always crushes it. This whole COVID madness, this so-called pandemic, it was just a test balloon. 
a gigantic test balloon. Well, for what, you ask? Well, to see how far they could go. To see what exactly they would have to do to get free individuals in a free and democratic society to consent to being forced into compliance. That's what they were trying to establish. That's what they were trying to figure out. And they have, they have figured it out. Trust me, they are much smarter now. The goal ultimately is to transform our free and democratic societies um, yeah, into totalitarian societies. Their goal is to strip each and every one of us of our fundamental rights of freedom, democracy, the rule of law. They want to get rid of all of this. This whole COVID thing had never anything to do with public health. It never had anything to do with breaking waves. It always had to do with breaking people in order to make us a part of a mindless, malleable mass, which they can totally control and we will be completely dependent upon this globalitarian elite. Yeah, the globalitarian, I can't even say that word, elite. Uh, she's absolutely right. And if you look around, and if they do try to threaten us with another wave and scare the... I, I saw... I, I'll be honest with you. I'm out in California. I have not seen many masks at all until today. As I was pulling out of a parking lot... A group of about six people walking down a sidewalk on a sunny day in Southern California, all masked up. It just made me, ooh, gave me the heebie-jeebies. I hope this is not what we're in store for. Do not comply. I'll be right back. A little bit of loneliness, a little bit of disregard. Handful of complaints, but I can't help the fact that everyone can see these scars. What I want you to want, what I want you to feel. But it's like no matter what I do, I can't convince you to just believe this is real. So let go of watching you turn your back like you always do. Face away and pretend that I'm not, but I'll be here because you're all that I got. All right, we are back. This is the Mike Madison Show, 103.9 WYAB. I had to do a complete audible on the rest of the show. Scrapped all the notes I had for the second half hour of my one hour today and decided to move on. <laughs> you start getting me talking about COVID and the medical community and the, and the perpetrators of the COVID scam. Trigger alert. Trigger alert. Some people are still cheering for some of the perpetrators. Hold on, I'll explain that in a second. But you want to talk about a medical community that has just lost its way. Now I've got, again, almost seven years now on the air telling people long before COVID, do not trust this medical system. You know, COVID was not the first time they duped you. If you listen to my health show for any period of time, you understand that the medical establishment is about creating customers and harvesting every nickel out of your pocket they can. They're not there about your health. Now, there are some great doctors. I always want to say that because there are some doctors that I love that may listen to this show from time to time. You know I love you. But even most of them will admit, yeah, we were trained. We were trained in this pharmacological model because I'll challenge them. I'll say, well, why is the health of America so bad if you guys are so good? But you want to talk about how bad the medical establishment can sell its soul just recently in the past couple of days. Mitch McConnell's doctors insist he's just fine. 
and didn't have some sort of medical episode when he completely froze up for the second time in four weeks while giving a press conference. According to McConnell's doctor, Brian P. Monahan, McConnell underwent, quote, brain MRI imaging, EEG stu uh, study, and consultations with several neurologists for a comprehensive neurology assessment. He concluded that, quote, there is no evidence that you have a seizure disorder or that you experienced a stroke, TIA, or movement uh, disorder such as Parkinson's disease. Now, I will say that if you want to parse those words, all of that could be correct. But basically, they just say, oh, he's fine. He's fine. Now, what they could say is, boy, something went wrong. Something happened. This guy needs to be, he needs to be checked in somewhere and really looked at because this is the second time in the world that the turtle has frozen. But they didn't. They just said, no, he's fine. Because most people, can I say most? I don't know if I'm overgeneralizing. A whole lot, I'll put it that way, a whole lot of people in the medical community are much more concerned about their status and stature because Americans have been brainwashed into treating somebody in a white lab coat as if they're some kind of a god, even as their own health, the patient's health, deteriorates. Yeah, you started on one medication when you were in your 20s. Now, by the time you turned 30, it was two. Now you're 38 and you've got six, and your parents are taking 12. But you still look at the person in the white lab coat and think, they're the geniuses I need to consult about my health. Most of them are concerned with status, and this was, uh, I believe he's actually this, this Monaghan character that I just quoted saying, Mitch McConnell's fine. Don't, <laughs> nothing to see here. <laughs> this, this guy, is he's well-suited for government work, isn't he? Uh, I believe he is like the, the House Republicans doctor or maybe the congressional doctor or something. He, he's got something where basically he's, he will come out, like most doctors, and just flat out lie to the American people in order to, to keep his position. That's what he'll do. But I wanted to get into this. We, we were talking about uh, the fact that they're, they're rolling out these, these new shots and everything. Well, well, Donald Trump came out with a message the other day that I thought was quite striking. I guess this was an ad. It's kind of funny. It took me an extra minute during the break there because I had it bookmarked, his Truth Social post, about uh, the new round of COVID restrictions. But when I just tried to pull it up, I've been blocked on Truth Social. Huh, that's odd. I, I don't have a handle on there, but I've at least been able to access a video from there. But I've now been blocked. I had to go to the, the Twitters, the X's, whatever you call it. I, I, I can't call that thing X. Just, I don't know, doesn't fit. Anyway, Donald Trump last week put out a video about any new COVID restrictions, and I thought it was certainly worth a listen. The left-wing lunatics are trying very hard to bring back COVID lockdowns and mandates with all of their sudden fear-mongering about the new variants that are coming. Gee whiz, you know what else is coming? An election. They want to restart the COVID hysteria so they can justify more lockdowns, more censorship, more illegal drop boxes, more mail-in ballots, and trillions of dollars in payoffs to their political allies heading into the 2024 election. Does that sound familiar? These are bad people. These are sick people we're dealing with. But to every COVID tyrant who wants to take away our freedom, 
Hear these words. We will not comply. So don't even think about it. We will not shut down our schools. We will not accept your lockdowns. We will not abide by your mask mandates. The left-wing lunatics are trying very hard to bring back COVID lockdown. Uh, uh, I, th I thought it went a little longer. That, that might have been clipped. Anyway, there's the message from the big guy himself. Do not comply. Now, if you, if you listen to that clip, really listen to it, and I'm not going to play it again. I've already clicked it off. But if you really listen to it, it, it feels to me a little bit like his main focus and main concern is, uh, is around the election. That they're bringing back COVID. And I got to tell you, I, it, it feels odd to me that in August of 2023 is when they start rolling out. Why wouldn't they wait until June of 2024 if the target was the election? I'm not saying it's not. Maybe they just got all giddy and excited. Maybe Pfizer made a phone call and Moderna made a phone call. They got some new boosters coming out. They wanted to go ahead and ramp up the fear campaign, and they're going to try to keep it going through the elections. I do not doubt that for a second. I'm just saying. But most of his clip, he, he mentions freedom. He mentions not closing down schools. But he, he really seems focused on the election, that that's really the main thing. It's not the destruction of businesses. And I find it a tad bit disingenuous because he didn't tell people to not comply when he was the one sitting on the top of the food chain during lockdowns and mandates. And this is what I say. What's interesting to watch on the right, again, I'm a political observer as a libertarian who's not a Republican or not a, not a conservative, not a liberal, not a Democrat. Just, I'm just an observer. Uh, it's very interesting to watch conservatives and Republicans really find their footing for freedom in this idea of not complying in 2023 under a President Joe Biden. Where were you? Where were you in 2020 when your churches were being shut down, your schools were being shut down, your children were being masked, your job was, I mean, people were being destroyed financially. It really seemed missing in action. Had it been... Had 2020 been President Hillary Clinton, I would imagine the freedom fighters that exist today, the air quotes here in the studio, patriots, might have actually stood up initially in 2020. Imagine in the state of Mississippi. How different would it have been as Tate Reeves rolled out, the Republican governor, Tate Reeves, rolled out his, it was like a weekly or semi-weekly checklist of here's all the things you can and can't do this week. You've got to squat and gobble. You've got to do a duck walk to the table. Once you get to the table, you can take off your mask between bites. Oh, this week you can keep your mask off for the entire meal, but you've got to put it back on to walk out. Okay, businesses, this is what Tate Reeves did. Okay, businesses, this time you can have 25% of your occupancy can come into your restaurant. Oh, good news, 50%. Uh-oh, spike back down to 25%. Tate Reeves was putting out memos along with Thomas Dobbs. Basically, on a, on a weekly basis, I was tracking it for a while there, telling you what you could and couldn't do this week. Now, had that been Governor Jim Hood, I wonder if the response from Republicans might not have been a little bit more impressive. I guess I could put it that way. 
Would you have stood in the door of businesses and said, you will not shut us down? Will you have maintained your churches uh, to be open and your schools to be open? Had it been a Governor Jim Hood, a Democrat that was attacking you and taking away your freedoms instead of a Republican pres- uh, governor like Tate Reeves or a Republican president like Donald Trump? I just wonder. Now, I know what a lot of people are saying. I can hear you saying right now, but Mike, it was the governor that locked everything down. Trump is telling us not to comply. It wasn't his fault that they locked us down. I've heard this over and over again, so I'll bring out an oldie but a goodie clip just to remind everybody that the president who tells you do not comply now, and my estimation is that entire video was put out basically to try to say it's, it's all about the election. Uh, like I say, he threw in a little something about your churches and your businesses and your schools. But really, the gist of the whole thing was, look, look out. They're trying to monkey with the election because that's what involves him. Of course, when it came to 2020 uh, and looking back on the COVID protocols from then that destroyed tens of millions of lives in this country, this is what that man said at that time. We did the right thing. We closed the country down. I could have kept it open. And I could have done what some countries are doing. I had to shut it down. We did the right thing. I thought of keeping it open. And we did just the right thing. We closed it down. And a group of very smart people walk in and say, sir. (laughs) Very smart people. You know who he's talking about, don't you? That's Anthony Fauci, Deborah Birx, Jerome Adams, his Surgeon General. The guy that he hired as Surgeon General who is out there right now pushing masking again. We have to close it. And we did the right thing. They can't do anything without the approval of the president of the United States. Even the Democrats aren't blaming me for that. We had to close it up. Some people wish we never closed it down. We did the right thing. We closed it. It's a decision for the president of the United States. We did the right thing. We had to close it up. Because nobody's ever heard of closing down a country, let alone the United States of America. We had to turn off the airlines. We had to turn off everything. And we did the right thing. A lot of people have thought about it. Write it out. Don't do anything. Just write it out. And think of it as the flu. But it's not the flu. It's vicious. We basically shut down our country. We did the right thing. We had to close it down. The president of the United States calls the shots. And we had to close it down. We did the right thing. They're not working in offices. They're not in airplanes together. And we did close up. We had to close it up. And we did the right thing. We closed it down. We did the right thing. We closed it up. We were told to got to shut it down. Stop it. Tell everyone to stay home because of this horrible virus, and we did that. We had to artificially close our country. We've done this right, and we, we really, we really have done this right, that we did the right thing. Everything we did was right. <laughs> Look, I know we're all goldfish. I can be, too. We have just the, the memory of a nanosecond, but it, it's very interesting to me, too. When I stop and think about this, too, with what's gone on with Mitch McConnell recently, you know, the, the, the corruption of Mitch McConnell, the dealing, the, 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 the path he's led this country on, that wasn't enough to get people to call for him to resign, apparently. I'm not sure why. Everybody's okay with the corruption because, like I say, the Republicans are good at the white-collar corruption. You know, it feels a little classy. But the, the corruption and the destruction of our country through endless spending and endless wars and everything else Mitch McConnell's been involved with, that wasn't enough to call for him to resign, but he freezes at the podium twice, and everybody's saying, he's too old. Now, I, I absolutely agree with you. I've talked many times about these parasites that cling to power. They really are parasites. You know, it's just like if they can't be in there with the blood supply, they don't want to exist. Have you ever tried to pull a tick off? 
You would think if a tick saw like a good pair of tweezers coming at it, it would just look up ah, and it would run away. But no, no, it just it, it hangs on for dear life as you try to just oh, you just got to pull it. You know, your skin stretches out. That tick does not want to go. Those parasites, they do not want to leave their host. Uh, that's Mitch McConnell and the rest of these elderly politicians. So people are pointing to Mitch McConnell and Joe Biden and Dianne Feinstein. What's interesting to me as an observer is... People will look at them and say, we need age limits in Congress. But their solution at this point, near as I can tell, is to vote for a man (laughs) that's going to be, I can't remember, by the time he's inaugurated, he's either going to be 78 or 79. And by the time Trump finishes his second term, should he win, he would be either 82 or 83 years old. But Mike, Trump's different. Look at all the energy. He's not like them. Okay, then. Then don't, don't put in some age limit because you're already making exceptions. <laughs> well, this, is, this is why we can't focus on problems and fix them because we always try to make exceptions, whether you're on the right or the left. You can point fingers at the people you don't like, but as soon as one of your guys falls into the category you're railing against, you immediately justify how it's different when it's my guy. I'll be right back. Maybe I'm the one, maybe I'm the one who is a schizophrenic psycho, yeah. Maybe I'm the one, maybe I'm the one who is a schizophrenic psycho. All right, final segment for the day. I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. I had to call an audible there. When I just think about these, these COVID policies, they're trying to bring them back. And for Trump to have the audacity to come out and tell everybody not to comply and then i play a two-minute clip of him talking about how he shut it down the buck stops at the president they can't shut anything down without me signing off on it i just played you a two-minute clip of that there will be people out there that go yeah but that that's not the same thing (laughs) it's just I, i don't know i don't know it's just it's it's pretty amazing for me uh to watch hey hey one more other health alert here I've only got a couple of minutes, so I'm going to call, I'm going to throw one one little <laughs> just bizarre thing in here, and then we're going to finish on a funny note. Hellman's mayonnaise. Thank goodness to someone put this. Now I don't I don't eat Hellman's. I always get you know some kind of organic uh, mayonnaise. If I ever use mayonnaise, I don't eat a lot of sandwiches anyway. Who cares what I do with my sandwich habits? But Hellman's mayonnaise. Now uh, you can check this out for yourself. Somebody showed a bottle of this. Uh, on a an image I saw circulating, Hellman's mayonnaise now made with, and it says in the ingredients, now made with ingredients from a bioengineered source. Question mark. What in the hell does that even mean? I'm just letting you know. Uh, consider it a PSA from the Mike Madison show. Hellman's is now bioengineering mayonnaise. What is mayonnaise? It's like uh, it's oil and egg whites or eggs it it essentially can be just two ingredients but our food manufacturers turn it into something with 40 different ingredients and preservatives and chemicals and now where they bioengineered god knows what cell line they've got cooking in the hellman's mayonnaise but anyway if you have not ever started reading labels now is the time i'm going to finish with this i probably made some people angry 
angry this show a little bit. So we're going to try to finish on a high note, something funny. I, this went viral. I'm real late to the game. I've had this clip for months, but I watched it again the other day, and it gave me such a chuckle. This is a guy standing trial for murder. He, he's standing trial for murder, and uh, apparently the court, I don't know, they went and got his laptop and checked out his search history. Have you heard this thing? It goes on for a few minutes. The audio's not great. Hope you can hear it, because this is hilarious. 4.55 a.m. on January 1st, he searched how long before a body starts to smell. At 4.58 a.m., how to stop a body from decomposing. At 5.20 a.m., he searched how to bound a body. At 5.47 a.m., 10 ways to dispose, dispose of a dead body if you really need to. <laughs> At 6.25 a.m. on the 1st, how long for someone to be missing to inherit. At 6.34 a.m. on the 1st, can you throw away body parts? At 9.29 a.m., what does formaldehyde do? At 9.34 a.m. on the 1st, how long does DNA last? At 9.59 a.m., can identification be made on partial remains? At 11.34 a.m., dismemberment and the best ways to dispose of a body. At 11.44, how to clean blood from wooden floor? At 11.56 on the 1st, luminol to detect blood. At 1.08, what happens when you put body parts in ammonia? At 1.21 p.m., is it better to throw crime scene clothes away or wash them? <laughs> hey, cops, maybe you don't have to impose the police state and endless surveillance, mass surveillance of the American people. We're not very good criminals. I love that. If you've ever seen the video, they just show his face the whole time as they... They, they read his search history. Top 10 ways to dispose of a human body. I think I saw that in the Letterman show once. That's all the time I got. Have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Here comes up.